0: Uh, yeah, but we're uh, we're jumping into a really brief Q&A uh, because it is Father's Day and we want to let you get on your way. Um, but I'll put the number up again real quick, 360-447-8474. And I'll tell you also right off the bat here, we have a sort of urgent prayer need I wanted to throw out there for all of our prayer warriors who are uh, sticking with us. Um, we have a gal who has come up through the youth uh, named Andy Olivier, who is just one of the most vibrant, bubbly, wonderful, spirited gals I've ever met in my life. And she's been uh, really going through a battle um, with leukemia and is right now kind of uh, struggling with uh, some lung infections and and such. And so I wanna just take a quick moment and, uh, and lift her to the Lord in prayer if we can. I just wanna say, Lord, Lord, we, uh, we know that your plan is good, and it only does good, and uh, we just ask this morning that if in any way, shape, or form, uh, the healing of Andy completely and totally, the removal of this infection, and just moving her toward that full physical restoration is a part of that plan to just make it happen. We just ask that you just kick out all of the the sickness in her body and just restore her back to that wonderful vibrant spirit and that example of your awesome, awesome love. So just uh, draw close to her and the family as they're going through this and just work one of your miracles in this wonderful little girl. We love her so much and we love you, Lord, and we know everything works out in the end. So amen to that. Amen uh we'll We'll keep posted uh as we go on about that. I know we got a lot of people, especially in the youth uh who want want to keep up with that, so we will um okay uh the i don't know if, oh good, the slide worked out, so we got the number up there. We got a lot of people already uh texting in, which is surprising because I thought everyone 's mouth was going to be full of um salmon, but we 're getting a lot of happy father 's day messages um oh sweet stuff. And so on and so forth, good stuff we all we, we should have Bruce at some point though I suppose that would make this a good q and a to have with <laughs> the pastor who preached it, but in the meantime um, some of the uh, some of the stuff <laughs> some of the stuff that I specifically like i do enjoy that we went over um, the finer points of the works versus faith, because this is a constant misunderstanding. It can be a very difficult thing. And I love what we did this morning. I think we have uh, some great analogies to help us out with that. Really fun stuff. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I should. Maybe I should just start saying things that Bruce, you guys want to know what Bruce really said about all this? Yeah, we'll have a little secret Q and A. He said, they're both wrong. It's neither of them. It's a secret little pin that you have to, no, I'm just kidding. no, but the uh, uh, the point, the supporting point being made about how weak and spineless and soft we'd be without these trials and how they are necessary. And that stretching of the faith, oh my goodness, if we, if we don't know that, I don't know how we're coming through the doors every Sunday because it is so key to what we're doing here. Wouldn't you agree, Bruce? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And this, uh, <laughs> that's right. And I've mean, I already sang half of the uh, Pirates of Penzance. Um, I'm telling them how much I love anything that also, that revisits this idea of the necessity of the trials that we are going through. Uh, you know, when I first, the first thing I ever did after setting foot in this church and saying yes to the Lord and embarking on this nonstop stretching and refining and everything was I was asked to do the greeting years and years ago. (laughs) And I was a James chapter one, verse one on guy. That was the thing that got me here was that counted as a blessing when those trials hit and nothing has ever rang so true to me. It made so much sense of everything. I was like, good starting Point, and I love uh, kind of the way it was incorporated this morning as part of the understanding of the agreement that these two guys are saying is like, of course, you got to do stuff because doing does stuff, but it's not the stuff that gets it done. Does that mean you know? Right. Right. Hey, you ever had? An, I was hearing you say it this morning and talking uh, about how they people think that they're arguing. You ever had an argument where you're arguing, but then you go, I think we're saying the same thing. Yes. And you realize you just
1: redefine, you know, we're defining the the terms differently, but then you get on the same
0: page, you go, we're saying the exact same thing. And because Paul and James both keep seeming like they're going, yeah, but, like you are saying, but they're going, "Uh uh-huh, that's kind of what I'm saying, too. You're not changing what I'm saying. It's all in how you read it, because this one
1: line where James says, you know, Paul says, a man is, let me just read it this way, and I'll just add a couple words. You know, Paul says, a man is not justified by the works of the law uh but through okay a man is not justified by works of the law but through faith in christ jesus by the works of the law no flesh will be justified and then james says right right because was not abraham our father justified uh, by works not of the law by works that came by faith when he offered up it's just all in how you hear it in your head it's like he's supporting paul Uh, And especially when you read that Paul's line in Ephesians where he says, well, we're saved by grace uh, through faith into Christ to do good works. Right. And he just says it. It's like, well, where's the argument? That's
0: Yeah. 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 Um, And
1: then when when, uh, James says, you show me your faith, you have faith, I have works. And we all go, oh, works, oh, works of the law. He goes, have you not read my book? (laughs) Right, yeah. This whole thing is
0: about the perfect law of righteousness and the works of faith. And and if you haven't understood that the Bible gives you just enough words to hang yourself sometimes <laughs> if you finish that sentence for someone, then mm. learn that today. Is that like, watch out, don't finish anybody's I, sandwiches. I have, found that, I have found this one thing to be so true with
1: every book in the Bible, that you can't get it on the first reading. It was 100%. engineered, engineered to be misleading if you're just because it wasn't created for you to do a casual pass-through and god says if you do that uh even what you think you have will be taken you got to listen real careful and so it was written in a way uh and james is a good example where you read and you go oh i think i know what he's saying i think i know what he's saying then you get (laughs) oh wait 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 oh wait this clarifies what he said clear back in verse one now we're talking about the wisdom you receive and so you read it through then you go back and read it again, it's like, oh, now I'm getting, now I'm getting the point he's making here because uh, chapter one, he kind of comes back to it in chapter five, uh-huh. and then you read it through again and you just keep doing that, uh-huh. and with each pass through, you go, oh my goodness, the, he just connects
0: everything in here, and right. you just can't, and that's, that's. The Bible tells you itself, it has instructions about its instructions, <laughs> it's, it says, be careful, be diligent, you know, yeah. just don't just. Yeah. breeze through it. Yep. Okay. Uh, questions. Oh, somebody said also, you're right. Dads share their salmon. Mothers give away their cookies. I don't know why that's... Oh, that's oh, funny. They're, they're, they're like, nicer. they just give it completely mm-hmm. away and the dad's like, I'll give you half. <laughs> you're right. Dad's are the worst. Um, okay. <laughs> that's right. We lose. Uh, 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 I forgot. Uh, what is the believed age of Isaac when he was at the altar. Was he an adult when Abraham went to sacrifice?
1: Um, that's a great question. I, Why? Because
0: I, kn- I don't know. Don't we have a relative timeline? I don't know. I
1: haven't. I haven't. Remember? Didn't I tell you last week that I hadn't had? A, yeah, I know, I was I putting the a... whole Abraham story together. You got to weave everything together. And I was putting the story of Abraham together to, to find out. We've just got.
0: Ishmael, right, like where, somebody, somebody had a good- Ishmael, Ishmael's
1: 13, right. okay, so maybe I'm uh, when thinking he gives that. him the sign of circumcision, and then uh, after Isaac is weaned, uh, I think, well, I don't could know, be anywhere. they have a party and Ishmael's thrown up, then Ishmael comes, I don't know, it's, then stuff happens, and, and it says, um, some, after, this, after this, and it's like, well, how long after this?
0: Yeah, somebody else said I've heard Isaac was an adult when he was going to be sacrificed by Abraham. What are your What are your thoughts on you, that? I'll bet
1: you. I'll bet. I just haven't had a chance to go look because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of uh, seeking. Turns out to find all the pieces because God scatters the pieces throughout the right. word. And you're like, well, here's the story. I've got it. And okay, I see. Oh wait, we're doing a flashback. Okay, and and this goes there. Okay. Well, there's a the general story. Well, that's all there is. And then you come to a book like Hosea or whatever and and he says, Now about Abraham. And he just elaborates. you go, Oh, oh, you know, who is it, Habakkuk or Hosea? One of them who says, Now you know when uh, Jacob wrestled with that angel, he's like,
0: Oh whoa, God you know.
1: And so Or you get like a Stevens
0: speech where he summarizes a bunch of stuff, and you're going, Okay, let me hear you (laughs) you're helping out, you're giving some necessary pieces here and there. Or you'll do So all that to say.
1: Uh, I think I said to you last week, I would like to know how old Isaac was uh, when he was sacrificed and if there's a way to find out because a lot of times you have to just, you know, somebody might comment on when, how long it had been since uh, the well in Beersheba uh, was dug and then you go, oh wait, he dug that when he came down from the mountain and he dug the well in Beersheba. Right. uh, The Bible just has this wonderful way of hiding information. Right. And that's the big treasure hunt, you know? God delight, God's glory is in concealing a matter, and then our, our delight is in
0: seeking, seeking it out. out, yeah. But there are all
1: those anchors. So go find. Somebody find that for me and show it to me with Scripture. I want to know if we can know.
0: Um, furthermore, though, they said, if it's true that he was an adult when going to be sacrificed, uh, then if it's true, then Isaac's faith would be tested as well. Oh, yes. yeah.
1: yeah, um, Very much so. In fact, uh, we know he's old enough to speak because he says, Father, uh, what's, where...
0: What's going on here? Also, he's carrying wood. So he's yeah. not a toddler. And also Abraham's getting on. So he it's not the hardest to overcome. He's letting... I mean, I don't know at what age I would have pushed over my aged father and said, look, I don't like where this is headed. But I know. We, we really overlook the faith of Isaac. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because... You start catching on, and you're like, what's happening? But same, very similar faith, right? But I know you love me, Father, and I know you're not going to do anything without reason that's not for my eternal best. So I'm going to just move along. And and
1: when I think of the story of Abraham uh, offering Isaac, here's what I think. Uh, It's just my own because, you know, human nature, logic, and, you know, seeing how God does. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that we're told that, you know, Abraham reasoned it through. Yeah. He reasoned it through and decided God could raise the dead. Well, why wouldn't the first thing he reasoned be, he won't let me go through with it? Because he, does, he says he doesn't want us to kill children and sacrifice children. Right, right. And so I would think that that would be the first thing he would, would reason is, well, he's not going to let me go through with it. Because he says very clearly, uh. he says very clearly uh, that he does not... Uh, want us to sacrifice our children. So I think he would have even said, you know, possibly, but you know what, but don't worry. This is a test, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he's not gonna let me go through with it. And then he gets up there on the altar and okay, so God would, you know, God says, go through with it. Okay, he's not gonna let me go through with it. Right. Okay, well, put Isaac, tie you up, tie you up. Okay, Uh, raise the knife. And God says, what are you waiting for? You're, you're serious? You're going to let me go through with this?" He goes, of course I am, I told you from the start. And right there is when he went, in my mind, yeah. he's going to raise him from the dead then. And It's I a trick of, knife. <laughs> and I can't imagine the panic, sweat, do I, do I do what God said? And he, and he c- concludes, yes. And he goes, and he goes, why wait, 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 I'm not. And he goes, I knew you weren't going <laughs> right. to, I knew. And he goes, yeah, but see, I had to wait till you thought I was going to let you. and you were Until still. you didn't have, right, exactly. Because until that moment, it was not faith. Right. It was you trying to outsmart me. And, and that's just such a
0: wonderful, just overarching, you know, uh, picture of what this whole thing is about when we all so many people are so worried about the problem of suffering, things are going on and you just go I know. See and I it's baked in. It's supposed to be And
1: I've never seen that depicted in a way I would love to see because I would love to see that that one second moment. Where Isaac reali- where Abraham realizes he has to do it, Isaac, who is now bound, realizes he's going to do it and it 's like, "Dad, good and, and then you know you got Abraham going, "oh crying," and Isaac going, "Dad," and God going, "Wait it's like, "God what?" And then." And it's like, oh, there's a well. I don't know what that was, but there's a
0: ram over there cutting. The, the, the baby ram? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> poor, just rough. He was trying lamp. to say, wait, where are you, you looking? <laughs> you got me right here. <laughs> and the ram's like, don't worry, he'll do it again. No, he's not doing it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Boy.
0: Uh, okay. What <laughs> what if we encounter a situation or decision that we don't know what is truth? Do we go with our gut? Make our best guess? How do we move if we don't know how to act in the unknown?
1: Um, you, you are always, we, we are always falling back on the lens of scripture, what we know to be true about scripture. And a lot of us don't know the scripture that well. And so when we, or when you come to a situation, you go, well, scripture doesn't talk about this thing. This, am I supposed to buy this house or, you know? Whatever. Right. And so in those types of situations, um, they bring sometimes the most, you know, the, the apply a, a simple scripture to something and do it. That's wonderful and great. And that really builds our obedience. But then you got the God being really good at jazz, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, this is just a free one. This is just free form now. Huh? And God says, yeah. So apply and not take all the things that you've been learning and now put them together. And now you pretend you're God for a minute. And how, what would you do? And you go, I don't know. And he goes, but you have to do something. So using everything you know and what you know about me, what would you do? I would do this. And he goes, oh, that, that's what you do? And I'm asking, well, I'm not telling. What would you do? I, this. Okay, do it. And then you do it. and You go, well, that blew up. He goes, yeah, that was the
0: wrong one. That was, <laughs> goes,
1: Why'd you let me? And he goes, because you'll never forget that lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
0: all good. It's all. Good. And as long as you have that heart of always the willing, heart. The heart. willing to be corrected, then that stuff will and I'll solve tell you, itself real fast. And
1: I'll tell you, I've been in those situations where I've realized I don't have an answer for this person. I don't mm. know. And, well, and I say, I don't know. And I maybe this and I pray. And then I go home and
0: I get my Bible out. and It's like, OK, I know what I need to know. Right. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, it's all good.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, I think that's that uh, that's what I got. Sorry for so leaving I you hanging. A... I...
1: No, no, I no, was praying. No. For... I
0: was praying for someone. Don't you ever do that again? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, no, yeah, we were praying actually up front too. We have a, a kid from the youth who's getting going through it right now and needs uh, some help up in oh. uh, uh, Children's Hospital. So, um, yeah. So hey there's a God's working it out God's working everything out let's just all remember and know that so that every prayer that we lift to him is to just help us to understand why we're doing what we're doing and what we can be doing to help do I love do.
1: the I love the uh, analogy of the deep dark jungle It's like yes. the jungle is a scary place the jungle is not a safe place mm-hmm. we're lions you know mm-hmm. you, you are what you are you're where you're where you were put mm-hmm. And we we just have this weird weirdness where we like to ignore what this world is and that God's behind it, and he's doing something amazing, right, and we just look at him and we go, "No, we're good people, and this is a good place, more or less, and God, why are you letting stuff foul it up?" And He goes, "Open your eyes, you are in the scariest possible jungle I could have ever put anyone, right because you're my kids." And I expect a lot. And you can't imagine what I'm doing inside of you because you can't see it all. Mm -hmm. But oh, boy, oh, boy, what a scary, broken place. And it's it's accomplishing exactly his purposes. And our not being able to comprehend how is part of the mechanism that makes it work. He goes, well, yeah. You know, when when, uh, Paul says... uh, You know, where there's prophecy, it'll pass away, it will? And he goes, well, yeah. And where there's knowledge, it'll go away. It will? He goes, well, yeah, because, you know, we all know in part. We all prophesy in part, right? You go, oh, I like to think we know everything. He goes, oh, no, heavens, no. No, that's all going away. uh, And it's all
0: out of context. Like, it's not like you know a piece. It will be totally wrong the way you know it And He says, it's like
1: we're looking dimly into a mirror. uh, Because, you know, when you're kids, you think like kids, you reason like kids. But when the perfect comes which means the perfect is coming, perfect understanding and all, whether it's on this side one day or that side, when the perfect comes, then we will fully know just as we've been fully known. So that day comes, you know, if someone's passed away, they're probably experiencing a little bit of that day right now. Uh, But it's ultimately coming here how that comes you know you go ahead and you make your guesses but i got my own yeah. <laughs> uh, scripture based yeah. uh, thoughts but just that we know in part we prophesy in part but the per- when the perfect comes then we will know perfectly just as we've been perfectly known for when i was a child i thought as a child and i reasoned as a child but when i grew up i put childish things away and then later he talks in ephesians i think chapter four where he says oh yeah you kids grow up Grow up, kids, uh, because uh, you're being blown and tossed by every wind. And talk about uh, teamwork, tag team with him and James, because uh, James this about morning the, talking yeah. about you're like the, the wave tossed back and forth by the wind. A double-minded man. In Ephesians, uh, Paul says, yeah, grow up because you are being uh, tossed around and uh, back and forth and driven by every uh, wind of doctrine. It's like, oh, wait, this, now I think
0: Yeah, right.
1: But the perfect comes. The perfect comes.
0: It, it isn't and here. That's the ultimate. I mean, that's 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 what makes this all tolerable and why it works. And it is the piece that he left with us. Is that I can just go, whatever it is, it's not a trick. I can't <laughs> screw it up and do it wrong. As long as I just get the one ingredient right first, get right. my heart pointed heart. in the right direction. Go, and then well, why would you only give great? us
1: part information and part to this? And, that. and he goes, Why would I make it make sense? You go, Well, because that would be the perfect thing and just what we need. He goes, Right. But I I don't understand how it's working. And he goes, well, who said that's your job? What if if telling you exactly what was going on made it not work? What if by me showing you exactly what's
0: happening, then there's no way for you to grow in faith? If sitting a lion into a recliner, a remote, (laughs) turned out Ah. to make him the worst lion he could possibly be, then I wouldn't want to do that for you. Exactly. Okay. Okay, let's get out of here. Let's go get some salmon. Okay. All right. Love Love you guys 'all. all. Love you, we'll see you. Let's do it again next week. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers.
1: Thank you.